also made the case for owning Bitcoin, the quintessence of scarcity premium. Scarcity premium. It's literally the only large tradable asset in the world that has a known fixed maximum supply by its design. The total quantity of Bitcoins cannot exceed 21 million. Bitcoin is the hardest money that has ever been invented. If you don't have my private key, you cannot spend my Bitcoin, period. And this is the power of Bitcoin. It's the first time we figured out how to create true property that you can take possession of with full custodial rights. What's going on, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Talking to Bits, where we walk you through Bitcoin bit by bit so we can provide you with the information you need to succeed and persist. Back with episode 59, I'm here by myself and my very first ever solo rep. What the hell is a solo rip, Jose? Well, what a solo rip is, is more content for y'all because you love to hear me banter. You love to hear me rant. So I decided that I'm going to be able to drop two episodes a week here because the Talking in Bits team is actually growing. So I'm going to be able to get some help here with my editing and all that other stuff. But most importantly, you guys get two episodes. So I'm planning to do an interview episode on the typical days that y'all used to, which is on Wednesdays. Uh, might move up to Thursday. But for now, it's Wednesday. As you can see, we're still figuring all this out here. And then you're going to get a solo rip from me on Saturdays. And eventually, pretty soon, I'm going to offer you guys the opportunity to be able to win a spot on the show so that you could join me on these rips um, for a little bit of time. 10 minutes for 10,000 sats is the idea. You'll be able to put uh, volunteer up 10,000 sats and get 10 minutes to be on the show during the solo rips so we can talk about what you guys want to talk about. More on that to come. But as always, I appreciate you guys for joining me. I appreciate you guys for riding on this journey with me. Um, I, li- I missed last week's episode because I was in Austin and I want to talk about a little bit about that. Um, Austin is the Bitcoin Mecca. I'm sure if you're on Twitter, you understand that. I'm sure if you follow most of your favorite people, you, you, they're probably talking about Austin or they're doing talks in Austin or, or things like that. Uh, me and the family actually plan on a move down to Austin that's a little bit Bitcoin related, but not really specific. It's just a matter of how things line up. But Austin was great. I was out there for the set, uh, South by Southwest was out there. They didn't decide to do anything Bitcoin, which is very strange because, you know, this is a uh, I think it's like a film technology festival. Uh, but that word technology is very important because you're in Austin, you're in the Mecca and you claim to be a technology conference yet the hardest money of all time, digital money, digital currency that Bitcoin is, you didn't even bother talking about it. I saw a bunch of NFT signs all over the place, a bunch of nonsense, a bunch of companies trying to pitch that whole garbage, and it was just pointless. So um, what ended up happening is is PlebFi, uh, shout out to Car, shout out to Kyle, shout out to Keon, shout out to so many people at PlebFi that are doing fantastic things. Um, they decided to do a sets by Southwest uh, which is was a, a hackathon. Developers came. Um, I didn't really get to see all the projects in and out, but a few of them that stood out to me was, uh, uh, and I believe this was the winner, um, check out Plefi's website to check out the the all the, the sats by Southwest uh, news. But they actually created like a, um, a lightning um, consensus jukebox, meaning that like a bunch of us could get onto this platform and basically post up our sats to vote for what the next song is that is going to be uh, played. And they did it all through Lightning. Uh, a bunch of really cool stuff out there. I saw somebody put up a, um, and I'm blanking on the name, so I apologize to these developers because they're extremely hard workers. Uh, but somebody actually developed like a, um, you know, uh, you guys hear me say this all the time, legacy media is fucked. 
Um, but this person basically did like a Facebook ads uh, small platform where you can have ads and when people actually select the ads, you can get some type of revenue and lightning. I thought that was actually uh, pretty masterful. But the point is, is leave it up to the big corners to actually take over and do some really good um, content for an event that should have been a technology event, which is extremely strange. Um, but anyways, Sats by was really cool. Uh, shout out to, to Plebfy and everybody over there. Uh, not Plebfy, I'm sorry. They'll kill me for saying that. Pleb Labs. Um, Plebfy, I heard, was a, a, a shitcoin uh, meetup. But either way, uh, shout, out, shout out to Pleb Labs for everything that they're doing. If I said Plebfy earlier, correct me. I don't have a corrector guy. You guys could correct me. It's actually Pleb Labs. But super cool stuff was happening there. Then Unchained Capital hosted the Bitcoin Takeover. Um, and this was an extremely bullish event. I mean, you know, the Matt Odell's of the world, the Maulers of the world, um, you know, a lot of the, the bigger mining companies were there. Um, this is what South by should have done, but big corners had to do because we're not well represented apparently. And the, uh, um, you know, and the social spaces and the social arenas, I'm assuming that's going to change, um, that's going to change next year. I think by next year, South by is going to pick up the steam and notice what everybody else is noticing and is that Bitcoin is slowly taking over. Uh, but Bitcoin, Bitcoin over Bitcoin takeover was hosted by Unchained uh, Capital over at the uh, at the Bitcoin Commons, which is actually um, adjacent to the Unchained Capital offices. Really cool setup that they have up there. Uh, Bitcoin Commons, if you're ever in Austin. Um, go try to check it out. It's basically a public working space for Bitcoiners, only for Bitcoiners, and it's a super bullish initiative in itself. So they hosted a room. I'm going to take a guess about 100 people or so, maybe more people than that. And they hosted this um, this room where they just had panels and panels and panels of, you know, like I said, Marty Bent, Matt Odell. And uh, it was broken up into different segments. Uh, NVK was out there talking about, you know, um, you know cold storage and, and basically... That whole thing, uh, mining miners had a panel. Once again, there was so many people there that I'm blacking out. I'm blanking out on the names. Uh, a lot of big, you know, bitcoiners were there, and it was super bullish. So I was out there for that. Damn shame that I couldn't post anything on the Talking to Bits page or on my personal Twitter um, to kind of let you guys follow along. But that's what these rips are about. Austin is super bullish. Bitcoin is super bullish. And if you ever have your doubt when it comes to that, when your next dollar cost average or just in Bitcoin in general. Um, definitely try to seek out content like this and content like those events because they actually remind you that there's a lot of hard work being done in Bitcoin and a lot of bullish ideas coming to Bitcoin and it can only go up from here. I don't think we're going to regress. I don't think there's any reason to regress because the protocol just continues to get um, stronger and stronger over time. Um, I, I found out a really interesting point, which is... Um, I guess when the when the Fed has their whatever yearly meetings or whatever about you know the state of things and, and what their decisions are going to be next, the uh, uh, the documents of that meeting don't get released till five years later. I didn't know this, but that is absolutely mind-boggling to even think about that we wouldn't know of their fuck-ups until five years later. They're not that transparent. On the other hand, with the Bitcoin protocol and the Bitcoin network, we 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 do this, you know damn near every single day if you think about it. But like, you know, when it comes to Austin in specific, you have, you know, Austin Bitcoin Club, you have uh, um, BitDevs, and then you have events like Bitcoin Takeover and stuff like that. Uh, so that means that we're actually working on improving this protocol and improving this community 
often and is very transparent, literally to the hour, to the moment, to the day, thanks to social media, as opposed to that other shitty currency, that fiat dollar. Um, we don't find out about their fuck ups for five years later. And I think that's not a good place to be, not a good arena for us to even we shouldn't even be entertaining that. We shouldn't even allow them to get away with that is my actual point here um, that I'm trying to make. But Austin was great. Austin is fantastic. I also was out there, and you guys probably watched Car's interview, um, Car Gonzalez. Shout out to Car. Um, that's one of the interviews I did out there. I also got another one coming up uh, probably this upcoming week, depending on when you're watching this, with uh, John from ZapRite. Uh, and John from ZapRite is just doing some incredible stuff. He has an invoicing software that he's been building from the ground up, finally getting some funding, finally doing some big things. You'll be able to check out John and his interview here shortly. So I was out there working too. Um, a lot of things going on. Uh, I was away from my family for about 10 days. And, you know, I'm a family guy. My kids recharge my battery. My wife recharges my battery. So with all the bullishness going on and all that stuff, I was warped. I was drained. Uh, and I'm definitely glad to be back. And now I got, you know, my mojo on and the string of things. Um, so that's just a little bit about what I've been up to since you guys last heard, depending on if you heard the car episode or not. Um, so that's why I was able to miss that week. But I wanted to let y'all guys know that the content train is rolling. This is the first example of that. We're going to have a lot more merch like this coming out for Talking in Bits that you guys can support us with. I don't even know if you can see this here. Uh, this is custom designs here uh, with the Talking in Bits team that we're about to roll out in T-shirts and sweaters uh, and different types of stuff. More news on that coming. Um, 10K, 10K sets for 10 minutes. That's also going to be rolling out. That's another piece of content that I want to roll with y'all. And please, if you haven't already, go check out TalkingInBits.com. Um, it's very early on in TalkingInBits.com. You know, I've had to build this thing on my own. So, you know, all the feedback is welcome. You could donate stats there if you want. But there's a, a, a blog there that I'm calling Bits. And the reason Bits is the best term is not only does it fit with the brand, obviously, but there actually are bits of thoughts that I'm putting out there. Like, you know, I, I know a lot of the Bitcoiners have like this um, basically like long form, sometimes half hour, one hour reads. Um, and those are great. Uh, shout out to Guy Swan for making those even more consumable for us. Um, but these are actually bits. These are thoughts. Um, I write every single morning after my workout. So I figure there's a way for me to get these out there just to provide you guys more content, just to keep you guys more entertained and give you guys more value. That's actually the point of even this podcast is to be able to provide you guys as much value when it comes to Bitcoin related things as possible. Um, the guests are ramping up. That's another big thing that's happening. Got a bunch of great people lined up. I already have a few that are ready to be edited and ready to go. Uh, and I think you guys are going to love that and enjoy that and appreciate that. So Talking in Bits is going to keep rolling. We're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep doing the things we do. Uh, we're not going to stop. We're only going to get better. And with the help of you, the listener, uh, the sharing, the letting people know about us, that's how we're going to actually get to the level of you know being able to be elite podcasting here. So the quality might have dropped a few episodes. We're trying to get this quality back up. Um, and, you know, sometimes we have microphone issues and things like that. But there's only so much that one man can do. Um, and there's only, you know, the team is being built around me to basically make sure that I could focus on giving you all this value. So let's get away from all those uh, what they call maintenance uh, uh, talk and, and what's going on just to get you guys updated and do all that stuff. Let's talk about a few of the topics that I've been seeing during the week that are extremely important and uh, 
you know, I don't want it. I don't want this show to just turn into an interview show. I want to go back to talking about the topics in specific. And hopefully with the 10K sets for 10 minutes, you guys can also bring some talks here that we can talk back and forth. I love talking to the people. That's actually the whole point of the 10K uh, for uh, 10K sets for 10 minutes is to be able to give the platform to you um, as a supporter to have 10 minutes to talk about whatever Bitcoin related topic you want to talk about. So crypto security breaches. You know, I got, you know, I hate the word crypto. You know, it's always a problem for me, but a lot of crypto companies um, had their third parties basically leak their CRMs, their marketing tools. Um, These things got breached uh, and it caused an uproar. It caused a stir. Um, But, you know, this happens. It's not that it's an excuse for it happening. There's definitely some things that these companies, well, let's name a few of the companies here. BlockFi, not surprised. Um, Swan got hit. Unchained Capital got hit. Um, those are the very big ones when it comes to Bitcoin. But from what I hear and from what I read, 30 different crypto companies were, um, you know, uh, subject to this infiltration from hackers. Um, It didn't even seem like it was super difficult for these hackers to do. So imagine calling into, let's just use your phone provider. Let's just use T-Mobile. So imagine calling T-Mobile as like a head of a company and saying, hey, I'm the head of this company. And T-Mobile just basically saying, fantastic. Let's give you admin account. Let's do whatever it is you want to do. That's kind of what happened here. So this is actually, to be very clear, this is actually a weak point in those third-party vendors than it was, say, you know, the BlockFi's and the Unchained Capitals of the world. Um, That doesn't make it an excuse. It's just a reality of startups, right? Um, Well, I don't know where BlockFi is in their situation, but, you know, a startup, you know, can't possibly have everything internal. I mean, they grow to get to that point where they have an internal CRM and they have these things. But when you're a startup, you actually have to depend on a lot of these services to do some of the things that you either can't afford to do in-house or you just don't have the manpower or woman power uh, to do in-house. And that's kind of what happened. So that made it a, a failure point for these companies because the hacker was able to get to the marketing tool, get to the CRM, um, and, and basically pretend to be uh, a member of, of the company and get easy access, easy access from what it sounds like. Um, how does that affect you as a member, uh, as a Bitcoiner, as a hodler, as all these things? Well, I always think that you should always be behind the VPN and this you know, breach should not make that a thing for you. If it didn't, then maybe you should do that now or, or, or you know, and you could go to Nord, um, Moldav, um, Surfshark. There's a bunch of them. Do your research. But you should always hide behind a VPN um, uh, or mask your IP behind a VPN because ain't nobody hiding from nothing. We just don't want y'all to see, you know, every single thing about us. So definitely pick up a VPN if you haven't already. I think that's a fantastic idea anyways. Um, and then, you know, you should be doxing emails Basically, you shouldn't be using the same email for everything and um, definitely lean to the providers that have encrypted email services. Um, That doesn't mean that they can't get those emails. Um, But, you know, it's just another layer of defense instead of sticking to the the typical Gmail account. Uh, Another thing is, is why the hell are y'all just using your name on your Gmail? Uh, Or like, what's up with the like, you know, my Jose Burgos at Gmail, like stop doing that. Don't dox your email, switch your emails often. Um, that should be known. And then for the IP address, you should definitely be, um, you know, using a VPN. I want to reiterate, this isn't an excuse, you know, for 
you know, not for companies, you know, using this information and doing what they got to do. Um, but sometimes we have to take ownership because a lot of the interactions we do with businesses requires a lot of trust. And, you know, in Bitcoin, we verify we don't trust. So here we go. We got this thing, this, this show going on here just to keep it live. Um, but we don't trust. We actually verify. Right. It's one of those things. All right. The immediate technical difficulties. But anyways, this is not an excuse for those companies. They definitely need to do their part and their due diligence to try to make sure that, you know, the most information they can get is secure. But we got to take some ownership. And sometimes it's on us to be able to take the ownership to, doc, you know, make it make it harder for us to get. Um, so definitely do that. Now, when it comes to your Bitcoin uh, um, information and that stuff. Well, this is why it's important to own your private keys. And the BlockFi example, well, guess what? If they hack them that way, they can absolutely hack their internal systems and definitely do whatever the hell they want with your Bitcoin. If you go with the maybe Swan or the Unchained example, well, that becomes much harder because specifically speaking for Unchained, in order for them to move that Bitcoin information over... Um, they're going to need your private keys. They're going to need the multi-signature quorum. They're going to need a lot of different things that they're not able to get um, from just a typical CRM breach or hack. So that's that ultimate last layer there is you always want to own your keys. This is something we talk about in this show way too often. And I think it's something that's super important for us to keep in mind um, as time goes on. And as these things potentially keep happening, because let's be honest, y'all. Internet's the internet, and the internet's going to be keep being the internet, and they're going to keep fucking around, and you know there'll be more breaches. This won't be the very last one. So do your very best to you know get the information um, that you're giving out there to be more uh, private and less doxed and less obvious, and uh, make sure you secure your Bitcoin with your own keys, preferably with a multi-signature setup. Um, I know this happened to a lot of companies, but I don't think this is a unique, brand new or the last time that this was going to happen on the internet or to any of these companies that are quote unquote honeypots because they know that everybody that's doing business with that company is obviously interested in Bitcoin or uh, or some type of valuable asset. So, well, let me correct myself there. There is no more valuable asset than Bitcoin, but you guys know what I mean. Some people value other things like NFTs much more than us Bitcoiners do. So that's all I kind of got on the security breaches. Um, just do your due diligence. If you don't need to interact with these businesses because the Bitcoin protocol does allow you to not have to interact with these uh, uh, companies, then by all means, just do straight up work with, you know, Sparrow Wallet and, and, and Tor and these things. That That's a little bit more, but that is possible in Bitcoin, unlike in the fiat legacy system where you're kind of just depending on the service all the time and there's really no option. There's no plan B. There's no better procedures there. Um, that's... The crypto security breaches. I want to keep these uh, rants about half hour long here. So let's go through here. Um, Tether on lightning. So um, John from Synonym, OG Bitcoiner. Uh, I'm sure you remember the uh, the Roger Ver rant. If you don't, uh, look into that because it's very interesting. Uh, very funny if you ask me. But OG, uh, finally, a project that he's been working on that I'll honestly be transparent. They didn't know too much of and still don't know too much of. And hopefully we could get John on the show to talk about it. He was able to make the very first lightning transaction using Tether, USD Tether. USD Tether, as far as I know, is a USD dollar stable coin. So it you know, replicates the price of the dollar. Uh, and a lot of Bitcoiners are basically saying, well, why the fuck do we want to do that when we can do Bitcoin on Lightning Network? Well, I don't know much about this. Once again, hopefully to get John on the show to give us more uh, 
light on this, but my two cents on here are us Americans are extremely spoiled and we don't understand the pains and the difficulties of the rest of the world when it comes to different types of currencies and how they can get them and how they can swap them. That's A. Second, I can see the death of Visa with this because if I could use lightning rails to instantaneously settle U.S. dollars, then why the hell do I got to pay Visa, MasterCard, and all these fucks an extra 3.5% or whatever it is that they want to use? That's where the value in this that I saw here. This is huge. This is huge to be able to use Layer 2 Lightning uh, for something other than Bitcoin and make it be able to settle just as fast and be able to take advantages of why we love Lightning on Bitcoin. Um, So value for value right now is on Bitcoin. I think everybody should be using Bitcoin value for value. But what if you wanted to stream some cents to the podcast or a few dollars to the podcast without making the conversion? Well, this is going to help that happen, which makes us, the creators, uh, much more robust and, and be able to accept, you know, much different types, much more different. I think I just made that up. <laughs> donations from the listeners. Um, so I think this tether to lightning thing is extremely cool. I'll leave the link to um, Synonym, uh, which is John uh, and his company, um, to the vi- YouTube video that they posted so you can see it in action. It's very technical, but the obvious solution is there. And that's the fact that we're going to be able to not only use Bitcoin and, and, and settle instantly, we're going to be able to use USD stablecoin uh, for as long as USD exists, death to the dollar. Um, so I thought that was extremely fascinating and extremely good. Uh, all right, moving on from that, guys. Legacy media is fucked. Uh, the New York Times tech, not the New York Times main, which you know maybe there's a bunch of fossils working there. New York Times Tech released an article that was basically saying that a Bitcoin transaction nowadays, let me see if I can pull this up here. It's mind-boggling that they would even, a single Bitcoin transaction now requires more than 2,000 kilowatts of hour of electricity or enough energy to power the average American, uh, 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 average American household for 73 days. Researchers estimate. Who the fuck are these researchers, man? Why is this article even get published? Why is there a picture of a horse in the middle of nowhere to highlight this article that the researchers, I'm assuming, spend so much time on? So many things going on here. First of all, researchers and science is completely dead. They're tied to the uh, fiat spigot, meaning that they get funded directly from fiaters and the government and the Fed. So that means that that information is bullshit right off the bat. They're going to do whatever their masters say for them to do, report on, find conclusions that benefit their masters, their funders, uh, that fiat spigot that we talk about all the time. And this is just another example of why it's nasty. The other side of it is if you guys continue to publish this bullshit, when you see Bitcoiners, especially like, say, Marty Bent with his, you know, his rips, um... How long do you think you guys are going to be able to survive? Nobody pays for your services on your website. I know that for a fact. I I don't know anybody in the world that actually pays for, you know, NewYorkTimes.com. Not anybody that's under the age of 40, I I would like to think. Uh, But nobody's paying for your subscriptions. Nobody walks in and buys uh, newspapers off the shelf anymore that I know of. Like, who is it that you're writing this information to? 
why are you so wrong and why do you not care about correcting yourself and making yourself sound a little bit more important? 2,000 kilowatts? Every 10 minutes, a block is mined with, you know, sometimes thousands, uh, a thousand plus transactions in there. And you're telling me that that is a household for 73 days? It, this is nonsense. This is FUD. This is a, a waste of, uh, uh, of everything. It's a waste of publication. It's an insult to Bitcoiners and all the miners that are doing all their hard work to express what's happening here. It's just a bunch of baloney. It's a bunch of nonsense, y'all. If you see this article, do what you can to downvote it. Block the New York Times tech from your feed so they don't even get this type of viewership or engagement. This is absolutely baloney, and this is why it continues to go trend downhill for legacy media, but honestly, for anything that's tied to the spigot. Uh, that's education, that's science, that's health, that's all these things. You know, COVID showed us what pharmaceuticals can do again, and that's tied to the fiat spigot. Everybody's making money there, but they're not logical, right? And if you fell for that headline, you need to go do some more research. Um, you need to give mining its due diligence for everything good that it's doing. Something else that I, I heard a lot about in the Bitcoin takeover. Uh, but just don't pay attention to this bullshit. Legacy media is fucked. Value for value is the way. You don't have to subscribe to the show. You can listen to it free or you can show us some love. Uh, um, and their, you know, their old legacy system is they're going to force you to pay for the subscription to read this absolute fucking nonsense. So just to finish that, legacy media is fucked. This is another example of it. But anything that's tied to the fiat, just follow the money. Anything that's tied to that fiat spigot is going to continue to be fucked as well. Um, so keep an eye on that. Don't fall for this stuff. This is actually all the topics that I have for this rip, which is pretty good because I want to keep them short and concise. I appreciate you guys for coming back and listening to the show week after week, episode after episode. That actually means to me, number go up, which means content go up, which means I get to do this more and I get to do it for y'all more. We want to be the best. We want to, you know, if not be the best, then we want to compete with everybody else and make them better so that you can get better content. Because ultimately, all this shit is about the listener. Creatives can continue to create as long as there's an audience that's willing to give them the space to create and appreciate the creations that they bring forward. This podcast is that same exact thing. Talkingbits.com uh, is that same exact thing. When we actually released this merch here, and this is really cool, Satoshi knew that they were going to be keep printing. When we actually release this merch here, um, we're going to make sure that it's genuine. We're going to make sure that it's specific to the show um, because we feel here at Talking In Bits that we offer something much vaster and much greater um, than, than the typical uh, Bitcoin space or whatever. We're super bullish on Bitcoin. Forever, Laura, we're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep going. And that's only possible with y'all. So check out the show on Bitcoin TV specifically if you want to watch the video. Check us out on Fountain App or on Breeze. Matter of fact, for the rest of the month, depending on when you listen on this, every new user that uses Fountain App is going to get a thousand sats within 24 hours of listening to the show. That's just a really cool way to learn about value for value with nothing on the line. You get to listen to the content. You get some free sats, which is really dope. Maybe you can get them sats and stream them to your favorite podcaster. You can send them to your wallet and keep them, whatever it may be. Um, also, at the end of the month, I'm going to be able to pick one listener to get 50,000 sats for supporting the show and listening to the show. And that's also going to be paid in within 24 hours of me choosing that person. So check us out on Bitcoin TV. Check us out on Fountain Value for Value. Check us out on Breeze. That's another Value for Value wallet. You won't be able to get the free stats there. 
but that's another place that you can do it. Um, and if you want to check us out and all the other legacy stuff, that's okay. I know that it's a transition thing and people have to get used to, used to using Bitcoin services, but that's what we're here to endorse Bitcoin services. Um, so get away from that legacy stuff and those shitty algorithms, but we are available on those platforms as well. If you want to check us out, that wraps up the very first solo rip. This is episode 59. We're going to keep them consecutive because we like to mine blocks here. Episode 59 block, uh, Block 59 has been mine. And uh, as always, I appreciate you guys. And I'll see you shortly now that we're doing two episodes a week. Later, y'all.